Hi, everyone. I'm Bernadette, Compulsive Overeater in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for allowing me to uh, give service here tonight. Um, I've been in OA um, a little over two years. I came in during the pandemic. I am a 100-pounder. And um, just a little bit about myself, what brought me to the rooms was I wasn't overweight as a child. I put a lot of weight on um, after I got married. got married at uh, 22, been married 25 years, and then put weight on after I got married because I didn't know how to deal with life, so I ate and gained a lot of weight. A lot of weight. A lot of weight while I was pregnant with my daughter, then lost weight and put it back on and lost it again. So just this up and down, up and down um, of of my weight. And during the pandemic, um, I, I see a, a professional um, through benefit, through my job, and I saw her, well, talk to her virtually during the pandemic, and I couldn't even keep 10 pounds off. And I told my husband one night that I was just going to be fat. Um, And I called myself that, that I was just going to be fat. And so I went online and I looked up emotional eater, because I knew I was an emotional eater, and I found OA as a resource. I went on the OA website, found a virtual meeting because that's all there was during the pandemic. And I just randomly picked one, and I believe my higher power, which I call God, directed me to that meeting because that's been my home meeting ever since. And um, it's been a journey. It has been it has been a journey. Um, one of the things I wanted to read today was the Voices of Recovery Daily Reader from June twenty second. This is really uh, spoke to me when I read it a couple days ago, and I wanted my share to be the basis of this. Um, it's on page 174. The truth learned from the experiences of a thousand of thousands of OA members is that no matter how great our physical, emotional, and spiritual transformation, we still aren't cured. This is true even when we've reached the goal of a healthy body weight, even when we've worked all 12 steps to the best of our ability, even when we've celebrated abstinence milestones, anniversaries, and abstinence and recovery, even when we've been placed in positions of trust by other OA members and have rendered service to our groups and service bodies. And that's from uh, the 12 and 12, uh, second edition, page 84. Unlike other groups or organizations we've been a part of, there is no graduation in OA. Another word for graduation, however, is commencement. With OA, we commence a new life. This goes beyond the food and carries into all aspects of our lives, permeating our very being. I no longer have to depend on a calendar or graph to chart my progress. I work the 12 steps in a never-ending cycle. By doing this, I am off the merry-go-round of dieting and into sanity and happiness. I am thankful for the endless beginning of my life. I'm just going to pick out, uh, just go through this and explain how this is me. 
Um, I'm not the, I'm one of many people, thousands of people across across the world that are that are OA members, and I'm not cured. I'm not cured. I could go and eat one of my uh, uh, compulsive binge foods right getting off of this meeting because I'm not I'm not cured. If I if I have to have a daily reprieve. I will never be cured. I've had great physical uh, transformation. Uh, my my uh, medical professional and I see is very happy with my weight loss so far, with my uh, numbers as far as my blood pressure, as far as my um, blood work, very happy. Uh, my emotional growth, you know, how I am in my relationships, great transformation there great spiritual transformation in my in my program um my step 11 is very important to me my prayer and meditation and the, the change in my relationships with my husband my daughter my my friends um how i see myself and even with that i'm still not cured um i've worked all 12 steps I have several sponsees. I'm not to my healthy body weight yet, but I'm I'm working towards there. But I'm still not cured. I've had milestones in in uh, abstinence. I've celebrated two years of abstinence. I've had recovery. I'm I am a a part of our of uh, a service body. I'm my inner group rep for my home meeting. But I'm still not cured. But I love that I can have a commencement. I can have a commencement to a new life. I don't graduate from OA. I've I've, I've met fellows and meetings, been in program forty plus years, still here, still working the program, still working the steps, because they haven't graduated, and none of us will. Because we have this incurable disease, um, we're not cured. But I love the hope in this reading of a commencement, that I have a commencement to a new life. And it goes beyond just the food. Like today, <laughs> this is a small example, but something I wouldn't have been able to do before program. Um, I don't know where everyone is in other states. I'm in Pennsylvania, and I had to go to the DMV. My my driver's license ex, ex, um, expired, and I had to get my photo taken. So if anyone's ever been to the DMV, you know how long you can't be there. I was there an hour and a half just to get my picture taken for my driver's license. But you know what? I was able to be patient while I was there. And I and I talked to the security the security guard working there almost the whole time I was there, and I was thankful for his company and you know just small talk about life and just it was very pleasant. I would have never been able to do that if if, if I wasn't in program. I wouldn't have had the patience. I would have been a lunatic in there. Like, why is this taking so long? Why is there so many people here? Instead, I had a pleasant experience. No, I didn't want to 
yeah, yes, it would have been nicer if it was an hour and a half, but it didn't bother me. It honestly didn't bother me. I was very neutral about it and enjoyed talking to the security guards. I would have never been able to do that if if I wasn't in program. So, so to me, that's an example of a commencement of a new of a new life. And I'll never finish working the steps. I have to keep working the steps. I have to keep reminding myself of step one, that I'm a powerless over food, that my life has become unmanageable. Because I'm an addict. I'm an addict. And my disease will tell me, oh, food will solve this problem. Oh, food will solve this. Food will make you feel better. Food will... But I have to remind myself that when I ate that way, when I was that other person, that my life was unmanageable. And it was awful. And I don't want to be her ever again. And to to not become her again, I have to keep working the steps. I have to keep working my programs. I have to keep going to meetings, keep giving service. And I will continue to have a, a daily reprieve. And, you know, my programs have been challenged, challenged lately. Um, I I hurt myself about a month ago exercising, and um, I did see a medical professional about that, and now, now I'm physical therapy, doing physical therapy. and And I had to surrender that. I, I'm not right now at this moment. I'm not able to exercise like like I did before, and and that's that's hard. That's hard, and I think honesty is really important in these rooms to be to share when we're struggling, to share when we're when we're challenged, to share when you know it. This is hard right now. And that honesty and that, that transparency and that hope that we can give each other um, is, is so vital and so, so important. So I've been talking with my sponsor about it. I've been emailing her and just uh, sharing it truthfully about the, about the challenge of um, not being able to be physically active like I want to. You know the, the um, and how how it how it impacts me, but however, I'm learning so much about myself, so much about growth, and how I can go even deeper in my program, and how I can be more flexible, because that's the, I was a perfectionist. I call myself a recovering perfectionist, and I want—I wanted everything my way. I was the director, I was the actor, I was the producer. It was my show, my way, my everything. And I'm learning even more how to be flexible. I'm learning even more how to adjust, and especially now because I'm not able to do things how. I want it how I want to do them. So I'm learning to really prioritize even more, even more 
the things that are important to me, and that is my relationship with my higher power, my self-care, which is which includes all aspects of my program, and getting rest, because I, I can tend to stay up too late, and my relationship with my with my spouse. Um, so me being challenged in this way has given me more en- enlightenment as far as some more changes that I that I can make in, in my life. So it, it it plays right into that last sentence that it's reading. I'm thankful to OA for the endless beginning of my life. Like all these challenges is a chance for n- another beginning. Like each day is a new new beginning, another day, another start. And it's so refreshing. It's so hopeful that each day I have another chance. Each day I have another opportunity. And then I don't have to do anything perfectly because I'm not going to anyway. And I can be free of that bondage, of that perfectionistic mindset. And I've learned that through through programs because I I didn't think it was possible before. And that through the steps I've learned and I'm still learning that I don't have to live I don't have to live that way. So I'm so thankful for for programs. And in my last like five minutes, I just want to talk a little bit about what I what I do um so I write I write down my food, I have a food journal, write my food down. I do a step 11 as I mentioned earlier um each morning. And I read the Voices of Recovery and the Four Today. I love to read, so um I love the daily readers and they really uh give me things to think about, things to apply. To, to my life, and I have things marked in them, pages marked that of uh, passages and uh, concepts that really uh, stand out stand out to me. Um, right now, my action plan is uh, monitoring my health condition, and since I'm not able to exercise, my PT exercises is part of my part of my. Um, Part of my action plan right now. Um, I email my sponsor usually twice a day, sometimes more often. I email her in the morning, um, just com- committing the day, committing to program each day, telling her what's going on. If it's something particular that's bothering me or I'm struggling with, or uh, or even a victory, but just a daily connection with her. Then I do an evening inventory, a night, a 10-step evening inventory as a reflection uh, of of my day. Um, I go to um, an in-person meeting here here where I live, and I also go to, you know, regularly, and I go to uh, my home meeting on uh, Saturday morning. And I regularly do service there. Um, like I said earlier, I'm the intergroup rep. 
I have spoken there before. I have been the timer. I've done security, the host. So just a variety of positions to um, help the meeting go, help the meeting um, take place. Um, I've spoken at other meetings as well. Um, someone's heard me speak and they call me and ask me to speak. Um, if, if it fits my schedule, then, then I'll agree to speak at, at that particular meeting. Um, I also take out, outreach calls or make outreach calls. Telephone isn't my strongest strongest thing. It's something I really have to be mindful of to uh, do do more do more outreach uh, calls. Um, uh, writing is important. Thank you. Writing is important as well. Um, I have a specific OA notebook that I have that I write down things that I've heard at meetings. Um, just reflections and thoughts, prayers, um, phone numbers, meetings that that I enjoy going to. It's just all in this um, OA OA notebook. Um, what else? In my program. I think that's about it. Um, so again, uh, thank you for allowing me to give service here tonight and just share my my experience, strength, and hope. And I hope something that I've shared uh, with you all will help you in your program. Will give you um, that I can give back what has been so graciously given to me, a, a life beyond my wildest dreams. I would have never thought that. Um, I will be able to live this way just before the meeting. You know, it was a uh, minor, minor family family conflict before, right before I got on the meeting. But we were able to talk it through, and it didn't escalate to anything major at all. I was able to express myself. My daughter was able to express herself, and we were cool. We were we we're good. Before it would have been. It wouldn't have went that way, let me tell you. It wouldn't have went that way. Um, let me get my contact information. Um, my name, again, is Bernadette. My phone number is 412-793-8916. It's Eastern Standard Time, and it's a landline, so you'll need to call. Thank you again for allowing me to be of service, and I pass.